Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Debaters. Uh, oh, yeah. NFL Week 10 is in the books. Not a, not a happy week, Bears-wise, but... Nope. We stayed up for the whole game, finally. We waited. We waited till after the Monday night game, due to being our hometown Bears. But, yeah. Anyways... Let's just get straight into yep, so fantasy. Three out of the four of us are here. Max is not here. Don't worry, he's safe. He is not kidnapped, dead, or missing this time. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna take turns on reading off the names here. So I'll go with the quarterbacks first. I got Tom Brady is the number one. <laughs> so Tom Brady's the number one. With 31.84 points as they beat Carolina 46-23 in an absolute blowout. So Tom Brady was the number 7 quarterback coming in, and he should be even better coming up. So next we had an MVP candidate, Kyler Murray, who was yours truly prediction to be better than Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. And he is going to be the number 1 quarterback now. He had 29.9 points as they knocked off the uh, Buffalo Bills in a wacky in a ending. ridiculous ending with the most insane, probably most insane play I've ever seen uh, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Three guys, six hands over the guy and still makes the catch, but... And then we had a quite a bit of a surprise here with Ben Roethlisberger knocking off Cincinnati in another blowout with 29.32 points. And that's all we got for, uh, for I had, quarterbacks. I had the Kyler and Ben Roethlisberger battle this week. Yep. All right, so we're talking about running backs now. So I got, uh, I got Alvin Kamara as the top performer. With 27.8, not very surprising as he has been fantastic the whole uh, the whole season mostly. Then coming in that second, Josh Jacobs, 25.6. He's been on the top uh, list a few times. Then we got Ronald Jones making an appearance with a 98-yard touchdown. Ridiculous. 23.8. I'm just gonna list off some nota uh, some just some notables because. It was just a running back week in general. So we got Naeem Hines coming in right after Jones with 23.5. DeAndre Swift with 20.9. Devontae Booker, who is on Vegas, coming in at 20.8. And that's all for the 20s, but a few other players did pretty well. Burke at 18.6, Chubb 18.6, Gibson 18.5. Uh, so you're just seeing a lot of running backs just doing really well this week. Yep. So, but that, that about does it. Does it for uh, running backs. So <laughs> does it. Does it? <laughs> it's a doozy. But Chris, what do we got for receivers? All right. So um, the top performer of receivers this week was Marquez Valdez Scantling. He got 21.9 against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pretty good week. And then my man DeAndre Hopkins with that uh, last-second touchdown. Uh, he had 19.7. Saved then, his day right there. Yeah. Uh, and then a very surprising number three, Willie Sneed. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, 18.4. Cole Beasley, uh, number four, he had 17.9. He had a really good day. So not too, uh, not too many great performances from the receivers. No, no I guess the, a running back type of week. Look at, look at the... Uh, a lot of bad weather. Yeah, this week. That'd be the six and seven receivers, both uh, Pittsburgh receivers. Yep. Pretty so, even. continuing with that trend, when we get into tight ends here, Gronkowski and Cameron Brait were the top two tight ends, both wow. from Tampa Bay. Gronkowski with 11.1 and Cameron Brait with 9.1. And then Hunter Henry came in third with the Chargers with nine. So, nothing too special about this. I mean, no Kittle, no. Uh, Kelsey was on yeah, a bye. Yeah, no Kelsey because he's on a bye. So you didn't really have those top names. But, yeah, not, not a lot of good tight end performances this week. Gronk was pretty much the only guy. So let's uh, head straight into waivers. Let's get into the waivers. So in hilarious fashion, we all chose the same <laughs> I got another same one. one. I do okay, as I well. So do I. 
But let's just talk right, uh, get right into Salvin Ahmad since we all have him. Yep. Ahmed, uh, I believe Ahmed, it's Ahmed. Ahmed, yeah. He is a Miami undrafted rookie running back. Yep. Never to, heard of the guy. I hadn't either, to be honest with you. And the only reason he even came in was because of the multitude of injuries and coach's decision yep. that put him in the starting role. Yeah, he came up from the practice squad, I believe. They uh, They signed him. He, and, and they played him. Yeah, and the I'm last sure, didn't he get like eight or fifteen points? He, he uh, I think he had, he had 15, ten. No, he had fifteen exactly. Fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, it's a so, pretty good yeah, game. We the first. So he's played only two weeks so far, and he's the only, coach really likes what he's done so far. He had the first time he played against the Cardinals, seven rushes for thirty-eight yards. That was it. Then he plays against the Chargers, gets twenty-one rushes, eighty-five yards, a rush, a rushing touchdown, and one catch for five yards. And I, to be honest with you, I can only see him going up from here. I he's think he's going to be a, yeah, 2.3%. And with the injury, the, the one thing I will say is make sure you're checking out uh, the injury to Gaskin because Gaskin was the guy before until he got injured. But I believe Gaskin's more of a pass catcher than a straight runner. So they could possibly share time, but I would keep an eye on the yeah, Gaskin injury. I don't injury. even know who Salvin Ahmed is or what his running style no. is. But it, it doesn't look like he's too big of a pass catcher. It seems like he's more of like a like a hard rusher. So either way, I think obviously Andrew said that they like the guy, so it could be totally possible that even if Gaskin comes back, Gaskin's more of a plug-and-play kind of guy Like to get... He's more like the Kareem Hunt of... The Dolphins. Yeah, and what I will say about him is you, if you're going to pick him up, it has to be this week because a lot of people are probably going to have their eyes on him after yep. his performance. So, yeah, grab him now while you can. And uh, let's. Who, who else? We all have an extra guy? Yes. Who wants so to start with that? I'll start it off. My other guy is a weary Jameis Winston. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to be the starter. For yeah, probably they, a good while you can, now. You they, can expect at least three picks. The coaches claim that they're they don't ha- they haven't named a starter yet because they don't want to give anybody the advantage of knowing. But we all know they're not <laughs> yeah. gonna put in Hill as yeah, a starting. The only thing is that Taysom Hill is going to take away from Winston he will. because they're they're such a good rushing team. Their offensive line is very good. They're gonna be running the ball a lot, and then Taysom Hill has packages where he comes in, and I believe that those packages will be more now that it's. Winston instead of Breeze. But Winston is only 0.3% owned. If you want to take a flyer at a guy who could uh, go back to stats from last year with the high flying throwing, you could you could take him. But it's 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 comes with a caution, some caution tape there. You don't the guy isn't trustworthy. The team that he plays for is not trustworthy for him to be on that team. I know that the coaches don't really trust him. He did not look very good in this last game, but who knows? On a good team with a quarterback who is used to throwing the ball a lot, good things could happen. But we'll have to see more for him to be in your lineup, so you're not starting him yet. All right. I guess I will go next then. So I have another caution tape kind of guy. I guess a little bit more proven than yours, but... I have Kalen Balaj on the Chargers. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying that Kalen Balaj is more proven than Jameis Winston? This season, so far. Oh, okay. On this, this, season, on this team. Right. Not, not, not overall. No, by no means overall. But this season, for sure. Uh, he's on the Chargers, but you have to be wary just because Eckler is spo- uh, can come back as early as Week 12 is what they are saying, which is still, you still could get... A solid game out of him if you need him. But he has taken over the starting role with uh, Eckler being out and everybody else just not performing. But recently he's Justin been... Jackson is out too. He's on the IR. Yeah, and they, they didn't really like how Kelly was playing Joshua no, Kelly. So. He hasn't been playing very well in any games really. But just to read off a few quick statistics from him versus the Raiders two weeks ago, 15 rushes, 69 yards, one rushing touchdown with two receptions for 15 yards, 14.4 total fantasy points. And then Miami, he gets 18 rushes, 68 yards, with an additional five receptions for 34 yards. So he's 
He's used in the passing game, which is very helpful for them. He is only 7.2% owned, and I would pick him up now, and I would play him if you need him, but I would do it now because, like I said, Eckler could be coming back as yep. early as week 12, but his, if he doesn't, you could get a few solid weeks out of him, and I think he would be all right. Yeah, his his NFL startability lifespan is very short. And then if... Just moving on really quickly. Are we done? You don't have anything else about him? Chris. So I, uh, uh, I have, I, sorry, I have one guy uh, that I would like to mention really quickly. Devontae Booker, who was the Las Vegas running back, who just got 20.8 points. He is a do not pick up for me. Uh, yeah. I was he, say, he's played, uh, I was he's questioning had, your judgment there for a minute. No, no, no. But he has had two good weeks, 12.8 against the Chargers and 20.8 against Denver. But those are two pretty bad defenses right there. And I wouldn't. The only reason he's scored that much is because he has been in the end zone. He's been finding the end zone, but do not put a lot yeah, on him. Because Josh Jacobs is their featured guy. Definitely, Chris. What do you got? Uh, so I'm not trying to get ahead of myself here, but uh, I got Willie Sneed just because he's had a couple of decent weeks. He had the first week he had 12.4, and then he had a uh, 10.6 against Pittsburgh, and then. Last week against New England, he had 18.4. But he's playing Tennessee this weekend, um, who's the number one or thirty, the number 31 defense against receivers. So I feel like he can build off of a pretty solid week last week against a pretty bad defense. So I, I'm just saying, if you need a, if you need a receiver for this week, I feel like he could be. I feel like he could have another pretty good week. So his waiver wire pickup that you would start then. Yeah, if this you, week. If, yeah, if you need a guy, he's only 0.8 percent owned. So let, should we get right into the stardom sit -em? Let's do it. All right, I'll start it off. My QB start is another very questionable shot in the dark. The oh, same. Last week, if you listen to me, I, I warned about him, though, but I steered you wrong. This week, I might steer you wrong again, but I may <laughs> not. Who knows? Uh, I may know. Alex Smith versus Cincinnati. They are the number 25. Alex Smith has not looked too bad, actually. He's been one of the best stories of the NFL coming back after that gruesome injury however many years ago. And now he's the starter again. Nobody thought he ever would be. But he has not looked too bad. He almost beat Detroit with a good, I believe it was a comeback by oh, yeah, Alex it was, Smith. It was, a huge, it was almost a huge comeback win. They were and getting then, slaughtered most of the game. Yeah, and then... Uh, Detroit ended up kicking that long field goal. Yeah, and I will say Alex Smith does have some talent around him, especially with Scary Larry out there. Scary Terry. Or Scary Terry. Scary Larry. Scary Terry. I was thinking Scary Terry McLaurin got ahead of myself there, but yeah, he's a beast out yeah. there. He, so he has Alex, some talent for sure around yeah. him. Gibson is not bad either as a running back. Yeah. So Alex Smith had 16 versus Alliance, which, which really isn't what you want, but... I believe that against Cincinnati, they're going to have to... It's going to be more of a high-shooting game with Joe Burrow at the helm, so I'm sure he'll have to throw it more than he did against the Lions. So I believe that... And it should be easier than against the Lions. But my sit is going to be Tom Brady, the number one man of the week. Tom Brady is playing a surprisingly tough Rams defense. Yeah. The number two. I got them. They surprised me. Yep. The number. I I couldn't believe they shut down Russell Wilson. But if they could shut down Wilson, they could shut down Tom Brady. Tom Brady was shut down horribly against New Orleans, who had a good pass rush and has oh, yeah. uh, has a good uh, front seven. I think he only got three that week. He got two. Oh yeah. He had a, a atrocious game, and the Rams statistically have been a better defense. So I believe this is a week that you are not gonna want Tom Brady in there. He's not going to do as bad as two, but I don't believe that it's going to be a very high-scoring game, and I believe that Tom Brady is not going to be in your lineup if you want to win. Would you start Joe Burrow over Tom Brady? I would. I believe Joe Burrow... Uh, Joe Burrow has a tough matchup, too, against Washington, but that's a tough one. I, I, think, I, I think I would have to stick with Burrow. I think I would go Brady, to be yeah. honest. 
I, I think, don't know. I think he's got a lot of receivers. He has a lot of receivers, and he's going to learn. He had those same receivers with against New Orleans. Not Antonio Brown. Yes, he did. Did he? Yeah. He caught, well, yeah, he did. He caught, he caught two passes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, that was his first game back, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah you're right. So Is that it? Yep, that's all I got. All right. For my QB start, I got Big Ben versus Jacksonville. They're the number 30 uh, defense against quarterbacks. So I feel like that's a pretty decent matchup for a what are they nine and zero now, or eight and zero? I'm gonna go ahead and respectfully agree, as he is my stardom as well, for uh, the same reason. So for my sit, I got Goff versus Tampa. I'm gonna have to go ahead and respectfully <laughs> agree on that one as well, as he is my sit. <laughs> that's quite an obvious sit, if I may add. I'm just okay, here's, well, here's they one. got they got the number seven defense against quarterbacks. And, yeah, I mean, Jared Goff has statistically underperformed this season. So. And if and if you were looking at him really quickly, if you're just looking at Goff as a guy to pick up, if you look quickly, you'll see he has average of 16-point-something points per game. And you might think, oh, that's that's all right. But if you look closely, he's not really done all that good. Yeah, from and personal experience, him being on my team, he has not been consistent and has had some very atrocious play questionable play if i may and they just came off of a win against seattle who is the number 130 or who is the number 31 defense against the quarterback and he can only muster up a measly 10.48 if you yeah. can't get it done against seattle you're not going to get it again done against the number seven tampa defense so he's going to be on my bench as well hallelujah is that all you guys got for quarterbacks then as you pick the same guys I literally, I had no idea he had the yeah. same guys. So let's get into the running backs. Great minds think alike. My start is going to be another surprising Experts, one. Say. <laughs> My start's going to be a, a, another, another surprising pick. Alex Collins. Now, if you guys recall... Is he the one from the Ravens a few yes, years ago? Yes, that's what I was okay. going to say. He right. played pretty well for the Ravens, but then he fell off the face of the earth for a while. And now, now he's back. He emerged. Uh, he had eleven carries for Seahawks. They just they just signed him. <laughs> they just signed him from the practice squad. Yeah, he screwed me over big time yeah. because he took over DJ Dallas's touchdown. Yeah, he had the only touchdown of the game for Seattle. He had eleven carries for forty three yards and a touchdown. And I do believe the only reason I have mine here because those aren't amazing stats. I believe that he is a good running back, and he got his shot last week, and they may they may like him. The only thing is that. They might be a committee still, and you will still have to monitor the injuries of the starters. So I was I was looking through that because I do have Chris Carson as well as DJ Dallas. So Chris Carson is a uh, hopeful, but you can't really trust anything that comes out of that coach's mouth in yeah, Seattle that's, because it's very true. He he likes he's quite the liar. Yeah, he is yes, quite the liar. <laughs> quite the the glass is always full yeah. type of guy. <laughs> and is very hopeful for people to return when they are clearly not ready. But Chris Carson I is, still monitor is it, a though. hopeful, yeah, and Travis Homer was coming back, but he's not going to be much. But then they also had DJ Dallas is going to be splitting time in yes. there as well. So you got to watch out for all of that. But I believe Alex Collins is the better back, and as long as he keeps doing what he did on the field last week, that's about... 4.4 yards or four four yards a carry about so that's not bad and with a touchdown maybe he'll see him with some more volume when uh seattle was playing from behind so they were throwing the ball a lot and russell wilson was not playing very well either hopefully no. maybe that might mean they might take a little bit off of his back and start giving to collins yeah and the rams are a pretty good defense too and being able to rip off four yards a carry is no easy task they're just gonna have to run away from aaron donald yep so I'll uh I'll get right into my sit for running backs. It's gonna be Malcolm Brown versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay number ten defense. Like I said, they have a very good run stopping defense and a good front seven. Malcolm Brown had a touchdown last week and he has not been consistent in any way. So if you're looking to start him, ride the hot hand, he's not the hot hand. He's not. I, he's not the feature running I, back there. Well, I even had Daryl Henderson as a sit. That, that's yeah. my sit of the week. It's a tough matchup. I was. I was thinking about possibly putting more than one, but Malcolm Brown was the guy who was, I believe, the top scorer of last week. But he's just so 
they're just so inconsistent. That team is so unpredictable on who's going to do well per week. You never know. It's all based on touchdowns, and it's pretty much a committee, like a true committee. So, Malcolm Brown and, as you said, Henderson. And I would go as far to include Akers in that list. You don't want to start any of them. Yeah. I Pretty much all of my sits for this week are coming from that game. So, so what do you got? So, for, obviously, my sit, we already talked about Daryl Henderson. So, uh, my, my start is... DeAndre Swift. He's playing Carolina. They're the number 20. <laughs> I got the same pick. Oh, jeez. Man, uh, we're going to have to have some <laughs> post-conference meetings here. Post-podcast meetings. So I, I'm assuming you agree with the matchup. The Carolina 29. 29, number, yep. Yeah, number 29 defense. Yeah, that's pretty much why I picked him because I'm pretty kind of sure hard not to agree with that. Just coming off, yeah, he's coming off, he's coming off of uh, 20.9 against a pretty decent Washington defense. They're number twelve, so they're top fifteen. With Galladay being out, he's you know he's gonna get that volume. Yeah, Swift had a lot of, or he had the reason he had so many points was he had a good amount of receiving work, I believe that game too, and he what? had a receiving touchdown. Whoever has, does your dad still have DeAndre Swift? No, no can. Uh, well, he's he's about to have two really good weeks. Yep. So, so that's I got Andrew. Up. So, running back start, DeAndre Swift. My running back sit is Melvin Gordon. And he really has just been a disappointment this season mm-hmm. to anybody that drafted him. He was all right at the beginning until, uh, I believe, the week we called it. Mm-hmm. We, we said to sit him. He's been... Bad ever since. He's been on the decline, but the only reason I'm really mentioning his name because it's pretty obvious that you're you're gonna want to sit him. But he's playing the Dolphins, and they are the number nineteen, so it's not the greatest, the greatest run defense right there. If you're looking at it like that, however, the Dolphins' offense has just been looking really well. Their defense has, and too. their defense has been as well. So I'm going to assume that they will be playing from behind against Miami. They're not going to use Melvin Gordon much. He hasn't been there. I wouldn't start him. And that that's the reason that Melvin Gordon hasn't gotten a lot lately. It's been a lot of late comebacks for Denver. Yeah. So that that uh that wraps, wraps it, up. it up for my running back. So let's get straight into the wide receivers. All right. So for receivers, my start yet another surprise. Still one I'm not 100% about, but if you believe it, Jalen Rager. He's been off and on. Nobody knows, is he good, is he bad, is he the number one, or is Fulgham the number one? But they're playing Cleveland, number 27, The and they're in Cleveland, though, so the one thing... He, he's on Philadelphia, right? Yes. The yes. one thing you're going to want to look for is the weather. I specifically wrote that this time because... That was, I believe, two games now in Cleveland where the weather has severely affected the throwing. It was a 10-7 to game with Houston playing Cleveland, and this week, who knows? The weather could be bad again. If it's windy, you're not going to want to start him because Rager is more of a deep threat guy. He's not a guy that's going to catch those short passes too much. That's more a Fulgham. So Rager is if it is a beautiful day out. If not, you're not going to want to play him even though the matchup is enticing. My sit is going to be a top guy from Green Bay, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They are playing a very tough Indianapolis team, and he is not the number one. If there's any way they're going to be be able to throw the ball, it's going to be to Devontae Adams. So I believe Scantling had the one touchdown off a deep ball, and that was most of his, that padded his stats. So that's not something you count on week to week. So he's not going to be in my lineup and not in yours either. <laughs> you good? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I think my – I think I've got a pretty surprising start here. I've got Michael Thomas. <laughs> Just because he's playing Atlanta, they're number 29. But I feel, I feel like it could be a pretty good bounce-back game for him against a pretty yeah. bad defense. He had a tough game. The only thing, no Drew Brees. Drew Brees loved throwing it to him. Well, you have I to assume. Even think about that. You have to assume that Winston is gonna also have to get him the ball. I mean, I mean yeah, he's got. He's got like it. I mean, but his, his name is Michael Thomas. He's got to be a pretty trusted guy, regardless of you know his behavior this season. Yep. 
And then you got to also watch out for, like I said, if they're just going to run the ball all day because they don't trust Winston. Or you know what else you got to look out for on that team? Jared Cook coming in <laughs> with zero points. <laughs> the goose. You got you the goose egg. All right, all right, all right. Jokes so, aside, um, no guffaw, no guffaw. I guess I'll just go to my sit. I got Mike Evans. He's playing, obviously, the Rams. They're, they're the... Uh, Max wouldn't approve. They're the number one defense, against, at least against receivers, and I don't know. With I, I will say with the options, it is going to be hard. The only way he's going to do really well is if he does catch a touchdown because they have so many options over there that it's, it, it's just kind of a toss-up. I think, I think that that's going to well, be a really good game. So the Rams must have one of the best defenses because they are number two against the run. Well, they got or Jaylen, against the quarterback. They got Jalen Ramsey. Number one against the yeah. Well, I I you also I don't know how bad they are against the run though. I mean, I don't think their schedule has been that hard though either. They're in the same division as the Forty ers They yeah. play them twice. They don't have a quarterback. I mean, but they, Seattle's they, they do have yeah Seattle and Arizona. Yeah, they do that. They both have good quarterbacks there, but. I'm, they played. They played teams like the Chicago Bears. Yeah, that doesn't have a quarterback or whatsoever. an offense. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think it's their schedule definitely helped them out. I think in regards to that, but don't take them lightly. They're still a good defense, regardless. Yes, they're a very good defense, regardless. So, Jalen Ramsey one hundred percent shut down Metcalf last game, which is not an easy thing to do. The Rams no. are number four against the run, so they're very good defense. It's. Very hard to play against them this year. I am very happy that I picked them up, to be honest with you. <laughs> Is that all for your receivers? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, so I have as my start Chase Claypool. That's my guy. Doubling up on the Pittsburgh over there against number 22 Jags defense. Not much to say. Chase has been... He's kind of been on and off, but um, for the most part... He's done pretty well. He had two and, really good back-to-back weeks, and then he's he kind of laid low for a couple weeks, and then this week, him and Deontay Johnson both had really... Actually, all three of them, and Juju, they all had pretty good weeks. Jo, uh, Juju only had 12, but the other two both had uh, 17. Yeah, and it kind of was a toss-up in, during the season on which receiver was going to do well, but I think... I think they're, like... Um, Getting the ball spread around pretty evenly. Yeah, they are. But I do like Claypool's chances of getting in the end zone against the Jags. So I'm going to have to go ahead and say start him if he's on your team. And sit A.J. Brown. That's also my guy. Wow. I don't know if you can sit him. Yeah, He's too good. He had three really good weeks, and then he had one bad week. And I'm going to say it just because he came off... The Colts, he only got 2.1 against the Colts, which is very disappointing. They got annihilated in that game. And even against the Bears two weeks ago, he ended up with like a good stat line, but it was all because of that deep touchdown. If that didn't yep. happen... But he was also the only one on the team who did anything that game on offense. Yes, but they and they're playing the number 5 Ravens defense, so I think it's going to be another tough matchup, and I don't think he's going to perform their gonna use and especially with unknown weather conditions because uh, I don't know if know. I could agree with this one I, I think disagree? I think AJ Brown is too good yeah and I don't think the Ravens defense compared to the Colts or even the Bears they they have a good run stopping defense that fantasy wise they've been okay but I believe that the way AJ Brown is he's too good of a receiver he's gonna he's gonna get the ball he's gonna demand touches he's gonna demand rack yards I I think I just I think it's gonna be <laughs> yak. Yeah, yak. I think it's just gonna be more of a running type of game. Derrick Henry. Could be. I think AJ uh, Brown outside of I could be wrong, but I don't think he has lit it up yards wise. He was injured for a little while. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. But he, he's I, a beast, though. He, he's he, a I'm not. I'm not going to deny he that at first, all. He was the first receiver I took this year. I, I'm not going to deny that at all, but I think with a tough matchup, especially after coming off of a 2.1 a game against the Colts, he's going to be a little bit little bit shook. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think that if you have A.J. Brown, you're going to put him in your lineup. Yes, I am. <laughs> all right. All right, so real quick. As well as Chase Claypool. We did not include Max. Did send in his picks, so I'll just run through them real quick. 
He had the exact same waiver wire pickups as me. Jameis Winston, Salvin Ahmed. His QB start, he had two. Cam Newton. Uh, if Houston, anybody, I think they're playing. I was, yes, they're playing I was actually Houston. thinking about putting him in. Uh, and then he also said Winston with a question mark. And that, I'm going to go ahead and trash him for that one. I'm going to say, no way, Max. Jameis Winston is not reliable enough. You you could pick him up, but do not start him yet. He is not he's not trustworthy. Oh, this is his starts? Yeah, that oh that was his QB start, sorry. Wow. His QB starts he's Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. But Winston with a question mark, so he's obviously got a question, but he, he put him on there, so Max I, mean, they are, I don't they know. They're playing Atlanta though. Yeah, but I, if Nick Foles can do well against Atlanta, you can only assume that Jameis Winston has a shot at doing well. Well, Mitch Trubisky didn't. Yeah, that is true. So, but Mitch Trubisky I don't know, can't I, throw. Winston, yeah, Winston didn't look very good. I, I don't, I don't think you should take a risk and start Winston I, yet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't start him. I would say more like what Matt said of a waiver wire pick him yeah. up type of deal. See how he does against a bad defense and then plug him in. Yep. So his QB sit is Ryan Tannehill, kind of going off your AJ Brown thing. I believe that might be okay because I think the only guy that might catch any balls is AJ Brown. So I think that that might be an okay pick. So we won't trash him too hard for that one. He's not here to defend himself, by the way. So running back start is DeAndre Swift. <laughs> is that the third up for DeAndre yeah, Swift? Another knuckle. And nice. his running back sit is going to be James Conner, and he did not write the matchups on here, so I'm not 100 sure. So Jags, uh, I don't know about that one either. Well, how's their defense? Not good. Not, not splendid. I could tell no. you that. But yeah, I, mean, I think James Conner has been kind I of a weekend starter for you as of mo- late. Mostly, but at the same time, Big Ben has been throwing the ball a lot. But he's not he's really going to need to. He's not going to need to, but he's still going to throw touchdowns regardless of the fact that he, whether he needs to or not. He's just that type of guy that is going to consistently throw touchdowns. Yep. All right. Well... I, I don't know. I, I think James Conner can definitely th- be in your lineup. I think he can, but I don't don't ex- I mean, he he might have a good game. I, I take that. If back he's out. playing Jacksonville. I, I think yeah. that he could easily. I, I have think a good yeah. Game. Against Jags, he got to start him. So the wide receiver start. He doesn't have a sit, but he has two starts. Another one with a question mark. Willie Sneed is his start. So that's, <laughs> that's Chris's guy. Yeah. No. I all I said was pick him up. Yeah, but you said you could start him this week. Oh, yeah, okay. Plug yeah, him yeah, in. yeah, that's right. That's so, right. kind of... Against two? I have it right here. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee's been a piss-poor secondary. Okay, yeah, I agree with Max. So, then he's got Antonio Brown with a question mark. I'm going to go ahead and say no. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I... Th- uh, he didn't have. He didn't. He didn't look too special. No, I think if you like, if your team is really bad and you need somebody in the flex, yeah. I would say he has a shot. Or if you have, if you're playing, if you're playing somebody really good and you need like a shot in the dark and you don't have any upside players, he's probably yeah, the I best would, upside. I would say the question mark is is well deserved on that one. Yeah. So he doesn't have a sit. So that's all we got for Max. Right. So we could get right into the picks. We'll go through the records here first. Andrew still leading with 18 and 8. He went 1 and 2 for the second week in a row. A little bit of a slump. Yeah, Seattle didn't help me out on that one. No. Didn't help me either. Nor did the Cards winning that game in ridiculous. Yeah, Cardinals fashion. Cardinals is what is what's putting me closer to you. I'm four games back now. Mountain to come back here. Is this record counting this week? I mean this past week? Yes. So I'm 14 and 12, four games back. Chris is in third place. He did not pick last week, so he is still ten and thirteen. And Max went one and two, I believe, also, and he is down to nine, ten, and one. So he's negative for the first time. Max trending down. Andrew trending down a little bit, and I'm trending up a little bit. Chris not moving. <laughs> not trending. <laughs> so let's get into our picks. Lock. What if I go th- if I go three and zero this week, I'll be thirteen and thirteen. I'll be even. Yep. Say so you better. So let's talk about our locks. Who do we all got? My lock is gonna be. I have not picked them yet, and I believe that it should be. It, it's not. It's not a. It's not a very confident pick. But after seeing them against the Bears, Minnesota, 
They're playing in Minnesota. They are favored against Dallas, obviously. So I believe Minnesota should pull out the victory against Dallas, even though Dallas just upset, was it Washington? But they went in their bye. They just upset somebody last week. Uh, Yeah, Minnesota should. But I I got Minnesota as my lock. I got Dolphins over Broncos. Yep. The Dolphins Dolphins are six and three right now. Two is playing well. The whole team is playing pretty well, even with, you know, Salvin Ahmed possibly you know running the backfield. So just a quick thing, do you guys think that the Bills or Miami is gonna take that division? New England's in it too, but I think I think I think think Miami's gonna take it. Nah, dude. I, I think I think they're too good. I think they're they're better than the Bills, and I think they're going to show it next time they play them. I think they're going to pull they, out a, pull out an upset against them. They almost happened, did it dude, last time. Think about think about where the uh, the the Dolphins were last season. Yeah, that's what and I'm think saying. Think about where they are now. Look at their defense. The turnover their defense has. It, their defense looks so good this year compared to last year. Wasn't the whole meme last year tank for Tua? Yeah, and they actually got him. That's hilarious. Yeah. And now look at them. Yep. They didn't even really tank last year. They got rid of a bunch of people, but their team got better by doing so. Yeah, they got rid of all the cancers in the locker room. Exactly. All right, so my lock is a uh, a little less confident here without Drew Brees, but New Orleans over the Falcons. Regardless, the Falcons are still the Falcons. They're going to lose. <laughs> I think James still going to... You still have Kamara, who's an absolute beast. He's going to single-handedly beat the Falcons, so they're my lock. But let's get into the upsets. No, no, no. Max... Oh, yeah, Max. Was, I forgot about Max. <laughs> yep. my Max picked the Patriots for his lock. They're playing the Jaguars, you said? No. no? Houston. No. Houston, that's who they're playing. Yeah, that's a pretty good lock. Well, actually, you know what? I don't know if that's... That... Houston's defense is atrocious. But Patriots have regained a lot of health, and they just beat Baltimore in a really bad conditions. But, I mean, it's still Baltimore. So I believe that's, that's a little bit closer of a matchup than Max usually likes to pick for his lock. But, yeah. All right, upsets. My upset is going to be Cincinnati at Washington. I got Cincinnati winning that one. You're liking Joe Burrow, I see, huh? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's all right. He didn't have too great of a week last week, but... I think he only had 20 this week, yeah. Now, I know it's contradictory to my start of the week. I do still believe Alex Smith is going to have a good week. I just believe Joe Burrow will have a better week. Chris? So, for this was upset, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, for my upset, I've got the Titans over the Ravens. The Ravens are already coming off of a loss, and I think that the Titans have a chance. As long as their offensive line can hold up and give... Tannehill some time to throw it to more guys than just A.J. Brown. I feel like they'll have a pretty decent chance of winning against the, the Ravens. little playoff rematch? Yeah. All right. I was, I was almost going to go with that, but I ended up going Arizona over Seattle. Yeah, it's... I, think, I don't know. They had a tough time with them last I, time. They did, but I think... But they pulled Wilson, it out. Wilson has not, in the last few games, he has not been playing like nope. how he was in the first half of the nope. season. And I think with Kyler Murray, he's he's going to take it. And I bet against Arizona last week, I'm not going to make that mistake twice. Yeah, well, you might you might eat it twice. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I, I the don't Cardinals know if I defense can... has been playing a little bit better. Not great, yeah. but they've been playing better. And Seattle's defense has not at I all. Just, I just don't know if I could see the Cardinals beating Seattle twice this year. I think it's going to have to be in ridiculous fashion like it was last time they played them in the end of overtime again. But... It's going to be a good game. It should be, yeah, it should be a close good game. So Max is going to also take the Bengals at Washington for his upset. So then our prime time is going to be the 325 game, I believe. Green Bay at Indianapolis. Should be a real good game. A high-flying offense in Green Bay against a very good defense in Indianapolis. I had some trouble picking this one. But I decided to go with Indianapolis. I think that their defense is going to be too much. Green Bay has not been, I mean, they've won, but they've had tough times, including last year, against a good defense. And they didn't make many changes from last year. (laughs) Okay, don't get me wrong. I obviously hate the Packers as much as, you know, the next guy in this room. But I just feel like they have too many people on offense with 
Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams and Marquez Valdez Scantling all, you know, being led by Aaron Rodgers. So who's the sit of the week, by the way? Because of the matchup. I I feel like I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be a close game. And I, I mean I feel like that's definitely probably the best matchup of this week. I think that with the way Indianapolis they run their team, they're a pretty good rushing team. I mean, they haven't showed it too much lately, but they they have three decent running backs, and Green Bay is very bad against the run. Number 31. Yep. They just got passed up by the Detroit Lions for the number for the honor of the number 32 rush defense. I, I, I had a tough, tough decision. I didn't write it on paper, but I'm going to have to go with the Colts. I think a defense, a good defense is going to beat a good offense. Yep. Overall, and Max also went with the Colts. So surprising, three picks for the Colts, who is actually the favorite, but that's mostly home field advantage. So then, let's. So I'm the move lone. On. I'm the lone. I'm the. I'm Craig. The I'm the wolf. I'm the lone Rogers. Yeah. I'm Craig. Yeah, you are. That's that's. I mean, it's a good position to be in. Sometimes that's how I beat all of you last week with the Cardinals pick. Well, you, not you. You didn't pick. <laughs> But uh, so we'll get into the debate here now. Make it quick. We got we're gonna be debating Todd Gurley. He has now hit his bye. We're gonna be talking Todd Gurley for the rest of the season. Me and Chris are gonna be talking here. You want to start it off, or you want me to start it off? I want you to start it off. So give your give your uh, viewpoints first to start off. Who's who's pro Gurley and who is anti Gurley? So Chris is pro Gurley as he was at the beginning of the season, and I am still anti Gurley. And who has been correct as thus far of late. Thus far, you've been He's the number been five running back in the league, man. I, I get it. I get it. But and the past is the past. We're talking about the future <laughs> yeah. now. Let's see what let's let's look hear the, the arguments. Look at the first of all, look at these stats. Week one, eleven point seven. So and you don't want me to start is what you're saying? <laughs> my phone loaded faster than I thought it would. So week one, eleven point seven, week two. In OK, 6.1. Then he had 12.2, 18.3, 21, 6.7, 20.2, 10.6, 11.5. He's been pretty consistent with a pretty or with a few. Yeah, I will say he's only had two inconsistent games so far. He's been pretty good, but that is also off the heels of some pretty good matchups. He's had a good amount of decent matchups. Now, he not all great matchups, but he has a little bit harder of a schedule, but. If you take a look at the stat section, all his points has come off touchdowns. That's been his whole game. Now that is points not is points, baby. It, I, as of as of so far, it is <laughs> can't but, knock it. Not can't knock him for can't, that. No, can't knock it. But that's why I'm even gonna predict, on accidental touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> that, but that's why I'm gonna predict game that he is gonna go down. Is because I don't think the touchdowns are gonna be there as much. His he has had zero like almost no receiving work so far this year. He has seventy nine yards receiving through nine games with zero touchdowns, and he has five hundred eighty four rushing yards, which is not great through nine games. He he's not even on well he's he's pretty close to on on pace for just around a thousand yards, which won't put him if he if he his touchdowns start to go down. That's the only factor. If his touchdowns start to go down, then he is going to decline unless his yards come up. And with the coming matchups, twice against the Saints, I believe. And twice against the Bucks. So yep, those, so those are four hard games for a running back. And it's not, I don't think it's going to bode well for Todd Gurley, especially for the fact that he's not catching any receiving yards. But I think that as a professional athlete, you prepare given what your opponent is. You prepare accordingly for the defense that you're going to be playing. So regardless of, I mean, he, when he played Chicago... Number nine defense against the run. He's still got 12.2. Yes, but that that's a little different because Chicago, by that point in the season, was not the number nine. They were much worse against the run at the beginning of the year. So I believe that his touchdowns are going to come down, especially New Orleans, who he has to play twice, especially in these, I believe it's... So he's, uh, got, he's got two... He, I feel like even against Tampa Bay, he'll he'll have a pretty decent game. The only two games that I'm really worried about with Todd Gurley is the New Orleans games. I, I am very worried about the Tampa Bay games, too, because they don't let up very many good rushing. They they let up receiving, but okay, not but a the lot Falcons, of rushing. The Falcons got 
they have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley to get them down the field. Then they got Todd Gurley to run into the end zone. Yeah, but I don't know. It's Tampa Bay's a tough, a tough team, and and that's the thing. New Orleans Saints. They haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher for fifty one or fifty two games now, I believe. Or no, it's fifty one, with fifty one consecutive games, no hundred yard rusher. So right there, I just think that with the receivers that they have, it opens it up so much for Todd Gurley, and that's why he's having the season that he has. It could be, but his yards aren't there. It's it's all touch. It's all based on touchdowns, and <clears throat> right? That, because they get it's that... such a variable on whether or not you're going to get a touchdown. Yeah, but he's consistently getting the touchdowns because of Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones getting them down the field. But I believe he's getting that because of his matchups, and his matchups are much worse now. Okay, we. I mean, we could sit here and go. We can sit here and go to each of these teams against the receivers. So we can see how far down the field we can project them to get, and then how many touchdowns Todd Gurley will get. Well, I I can tell I can tell you right now, Vegas is bad. New Orleans is not great. I mean, but either way, if if you have if you have a defense defensive front that's going to stuff the run, very good at stuffing the run. Even if you get into the goal line situations, if you get stuffed on first on first down, you go backwards. Most teams are not gonna are not gonna run the ball again. They're gonna start passing, especially when you have a receiving core like that, like they do. Not when you got Jameis Winston. And the thing is, is that yeah, but I mean, Jameis Winston throws the ball pretty far. I mean, I guess I kind of got confused when we were talking about that. Yeah, but I I don't is it's it's all dependent on his touchdowns, and that is just it's such an unreal unrealistic percentage there to have. That few amount of yards with that many touchdowns, I, I don't believe it's sustainable for the rest of the year. He's had nine games so far, and he's done well. But like I said, if he, I, would, I would be much more confident in him if he had less touchdowns and more receiving yards. But he doesn't have – he has had non-existent in the receiving game thus far through nine games. He has, doesn't even have 100 yards receiving, and he doesn't have a touchdown. Okay, well, one thing for... He's a featured receiving back, or he was a good receiving back on the Rams. One thing for Todd Gurley, at least for this upcoming week, he's coming off of a bye to play New Orleans. So that, that'll definitely help him. He's had more time to prepare for that game. Rest up, yep. And then he's playing a very easy Las Vegas defense. They're the number 28 in the, er, in the league. And then he's playing New Orleans again the, the very next week. So he's... He's going to be playing the same defense pretty close together. And one week, the first week, the most important one, coming off of a bye. So I feel like <clears throat> I feel like he's going to have a, more than enough time to prepare for that. And maybe they're adding adding more into the his receiving game. I don't know. I can't really speak on that. But I feel like he's got pretty decent matchups the rest of the year. The, the I mean, obviously the only ones are the, the divisional games. But... The Chargers aren't really anything to worry about. The the uh, Raiders aren't anything to worry about. Kansas City has a pretty bad run defense. It's just those two divisional games. See that, but it's four divisional games out of uh, out of seven, and the thing the thing about Vegas, well, Kansas City for sure, and possibly Vegas, is that I believe every one of these teams besides the Chargers are better than the Falcons, and they're going to be ahead of the Falcons. So I think that there's going to be a lot of passing to get back in the game like there has been, and Todd Gurley doesn't get the passing work. So I think that unless he's scoring at the beginning of these games, which I don't believe he's going to because I believe these defenses are going to shut him down, they're going to be losing all these games. They're not going to be running it that much. So let but, me get – let me get sorry, really quickly. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Respond to that. So to that. the Falcons have not been a good team by any means this year. They've blown leads – so they've gotten leads, but they've blown them. Yeah. And he's still, which means, you know, they, they're trying to pass and everything still too. Yeah, but I believe that they're going to, like, all, all these games at the beginning, they're all teams that you could get an, almost all of them are teams that you could get a lead on and then blow the lead very, like, not easily, but, I mean, for them, it's easy to blow leads. But, they I got, mean, they're, they're all teams that you could go up on early. The, the teams that... They're gonna and, and that that bodes well for the running game, but when you start losing right away, which I believe they're going to, because this is the this back half of their schedule is much harder than the beginning half. I agree with you on that. So that they, they're gonna be losing. I don't. They're not gonna be committed to the ground game at all. I don't believe, except maybe the Chargers game and 
Possibly the Raiders. So I, I just got a quick question. He is, you said, number five right now? Yeah. Do you think throughout the rest of the season he still stays top five, both of you? Not a chance. As a running back, you don't think he stays top top five? No. I don't, honestly, I don't think he stays top five. You don't I think, think so? I think this week will get passed up. Fair enough, but yeah. you still think he's going to end well enough for I would say for fantasy I would, wise. I would still say top, I would still say top ten. I think you're. I, I I couldn't predict exactly. I'd have to see the running backs. I'm gonna say he's gonna be pretty close to dropping out of the top ten. Did we predict him at the beginning of the season top ten? I believe so. I didn't. But I believe that Todd Gurley is. If he doesn't get those touchdowns, he's going to be dropping quickly, and I think you're going to be disappointed week to week with him. Against and and you're going to have a hard time deciding which games to start him. And you've okay if you're worried about that, you very clearly can see which games to start him in. If that's what you're worried about, I would start him. If I had him, I probably would start him every game. Well, at least you got the fun. number five rusher thus far. Would you start him both times against the Saints? Well, I'd say at that point you just see how he does the first game. But are you going to start him in that first game? Yes, you have to. You can't not start him. His lowest is six points, and that's obviously not that great, but that's not just downright terrible. No, but I, mean, I think you're going to be disappointed by him the rest of the season, especially week to week, because unless you have somebody to plug in for him, I mean, you're kind of screwed. What's, what's your <clears throat> definition of disappointing? Because he really hasn't, like... He's been more consistent than anything. He hasn't yeah. had, like, huge breakout games. I so, think like, he's going to have a good amount of games under 10 points now. Because I think satisfactory for him would be between, like, 10 and 12 range. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a pretty good game for him. I think he's going to have multiple games under 10, and I think those Saints games, he's going to be well under 10. So any Fair any enough. finishing comments here before Marks. about the debate? Chris, any last points? I mean, I would definitely, I'm just going to say that I would definitely, if I had him on my team, I would be starting him at least in my flex every single week. All right, well, I follow, that, is that it for us? I think so. I think that about wraps it all up. All Thanks right. for tuning in, everybody. Yep, follow us on Twitter. Thank you guys for listening. We are on Twitter at FFDebaters. Questions, comments, whatever. Concerns. Concerns. Feedback, anything. Yep. We'll take Negative it feedback. We want it. We'll read it live as well. Yep. Shout you out. Shout, shout you out if you want it. And uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next week.